Hello, everybody! It's been a while since you've heard my lovely little voice. Welcome back to Ava and Lilith, the Monsters of Men. I am your host, DC. And yes, it has been almost two months since I just kind of indirectly disappear. I'm going to talk more about that as soon as my beautiful, lovely co-hosts introduce themselves. So, please go ahead. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Selena. You might know me from previous podcasts, but it's really uh, good to be back. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Hi, this is Mazlo. You again, you also might know me from previous podcasts as like, and for being someone who retweets all of DC stuff. <laughs> he do, he do do that. No, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with you guys because, you know, I, re- I already know you. So conversation is like way easier to flow and stuff. So brief explanation. I kind of took a brief impromptu hiatus it was supposed to be only for the month of august because i finally after almost two years of being inside my house went on vacation and it was very nice and then in september hurricane fiona just finished destroying what was left of the power system in puerto rico so i couldn't really record anything we for a lot of the time we barely had internet so That's why I disappeared in September, but we're back, we're here, we're kicking it. You guys actually chose today's subject, and I'm still laughing because today's subject was chosen. I announced it the day the queen died, and I I remember KFC Tokyo being like, not the British character winning when the queen just died. That's great. So with that, today we are talking about a, uh, can we say it's a, it's a controversial character? Can, can we call her that? I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say yes, right? We're talking about Mari Illustrious Makinami. And I really hope I said that right. Or as all right as I can. I'm going to be straight with you off the bat. This is just, for me, another one of those characters where I'm like, I understand the appeal. Simply just not for me, but I do get it. Every time I see someone hate on Mari, it does rub me the wrong way, though. It must be said. So how do you guys feel about Mari? Oh, you got you to elaborate on that. Okay, quick. so which point? The one where no, I no, see the, the second one. Her? Okay, yeah. so every time I have seen people like talk shit about Mari... Sometimes they do have points that I agree with. For example, the the classic point of she's kind of there to be sexualized and like, yeah, that point is a little hard to defend sometimes because literally she gets like a, a bunch of ass shots and shit. And like, I understand that criticism, but I have also seen a lot of criticism of just being like, she's stupid because she's hyper and she's a girl. And I'm like, no, that's that's an opinion. That's not. A criticism that's that's like you just being a misogynist prick and it's it's mostly always cis straight men complaining about this so that's th- those are the ones that rub me the wrong way the ones that complain about her just because she's new i'm like okay stop no, enough of that i'm glad you feel a little bit defensive because i was worried not miss not necessarily worried but i thought going into this that you hated her i <laughs> I, I do not i thought I, I thought you not not that like you like hate like maybe hates too much a strong word but i yeah, definitely yeah. dislike yeah. disliked yeah or just like kind of was like yeah whatever you know what i mean I, but, I, I fall a little bit more on the whatever side but it, it's one of those things where like 
you know, sometimes I'll be a stan out of spite, you know? Like, right now, that's happening to me with House of the Dragon. Like, there's one character that I would die for simply because everyone else hates her. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a stan out of spite now. I wasn't here, but I am now. With Mari, I think what stops me a little bit from fully defending her is simply because I personally don't think we ever get to the core of who she truly is as a character therefore that stops me personally from like connecting with her or engaging with her you know what I mean it's nothing personal against the character itself I just feel like the writing could have been much more than it was yeah I agree yeah but I have a whole thing so Alex you should go second and (laughs) give us your take (laughs) Like, oh no! If you have something, go for it. Go for it. We'll we'll pick apart and we'll keep going downhill. Okay. Okay. So, Mari kind of like the way. Okay, this is gonna be really long winded and very uh, kind of disjointed. So bear with me. Um, Always will. <laughs> but the like when I think about Mari, I kind of it relates to how I think about the rebuilds as a whole, mm-hmm. where. You know, you brought up the writing criticism, which, I mean, I think is fairly, like, it's just, like, an objective fact. Like, she's, like, there, she, we don't really know her backstory. Like, she doesn't really have a character arc, right? Like, mm-hmm. but the nature of the rebuilds, in my opinion, are its relationship with, like, the original show is kind of like the relationship between End of Ava and the TV show in the sense that they're, like, complementary, right? Like, they're or at least the TV show is, right, to me, is complementary to End of Ava in the sense that the TV show, there's a lot of things missing, but it just flushes out all, like, the stuff that you get from End of Ava. So, to me, Mari, yeah, she isn't, like, a really well-written character, but I don't think that bothers me very much because I think she's still interesting, just, like, what she represents, both as in, like, the struggle like artistically right like of rebooting Ava and like wanting to do something new and like her conceptualization because from what I read her uh, the desire for a new character came from a producer not just from the creatives themselves that makes sense yeah so to me she's interesting in that sense and to me she's just like this like piece there that doesn't really fit. And I think that's what's interesting about her. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When people say, you know, like like what you said, like she doesn't, she's not like an Ava character in the sense that she's really well fleshed out, really well, you know, developed. You know, she's just kind of like this fun, like she likes to pilot the Ava. She likes to be flirty and like she's very much, you know, in people's faces, which is like the exact opposite of everyone else, right? Like everyone mm-hmm. has their, you know, every Ava character is very, you know, they have their issues to put it lightly they're all very Um, serious (laughs) yeah so i think yeah so i think she's almost uh, she's almost like an alien which i could i can uh i can elaborate on that but what do you guys think we will because that sounds interesting yeah um Uh, what do you guys think with that it's like funny you mentioned she sticks out because technically i'm trying to find the person's name because i have the thing up and i'm of course i lost my spot my space but the character technically wasn't really made like if we really want to talk about like making a character by anno but 
It was by someone who I'm pretty sure was like like who was based off of an FLCL character, like like someone who would fit in FLCL or Fooly Cooly. Yeah, that's funny you bring that up because I was gonna bring up Fooly Cooly. Which have you seen? Have you guys seen Fooly Cooly? I oh, haven't. No. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm, the uncul- DC, I'm such an uncultured bastard. <laughs> you have to see Fooly Cooly. It's like writing it down. It's my like third favorite anime. It's brilliant. It's so good. But. but that's- uh, yeah, but that's why I think it is not like when you mentioned that she sticks out because yeah, going like looking at some of the little interview notes that I that I found here that uh yeah she she was designed specifically to stick out because and that was kind of Anno's point like it, it was to make it so that way it was something that was very not Ava being introduced because yeah he was like you're trying to reboot the like reboot something you want something new you don't just want to rehash the old story which yeah i definitely give credit and you can kind of see that in anno's like uh in his concept art where he like taught like where like the stuff that i wish was in the movie legitimately like there's all kinds of cool stuff happening where like you're going in like the weird freakish uh dry deck or Didact C, however you say it. Oh, there's just all kinds of wacky stuff going on, and you you did see a lot of that of well, that movie. Well, that's pretty cool. It is like it is more actiony than Ava, and I do admit I miss that. But yeah, Marie's just a product of what I was like, a, you know, of what the goal of the movie was. I definitely have to double down with Selena. On that. Now that doesn't mean she's really that bad. She yeah. is like, yeah, I could argue like where there's stuff like I could nitpick all i want like i do think that a lot of her scenes in like the first movie she was in like the second reboot movie and a bit of the third like yeah specifically the third one probably should have been oscar but you needed to debut the character yeah and uh you know it's interesting that you mentioned like that her insertion makes the whole thing a little bit more like actiony and stuff because mari does get like some of the coolest action scenes in the franchise like in the reboots i still vividly remember that scene where she's fighting inside the ava but she's like reversing it as it was a, as if it was a car yeah that shit drove me bonkers that was great <laughs> i love the way that looked yeah the memes where it's like this is a parallel freaking <laughs> yeah. yeah that was funny but but that was such a creative way to demonstrate that you know because it's them trying to make the the whole maneuvering of the Ava more dynamic, right? Because in the show, they just kind of sit there and move their arms around, you know. With that, I think it's the first scene in the in the fourth one or in the third one where she has like the fight in Paris. And I think it's the fourth one. Yeah, I think it's the fourth one too. And visually, that is stunning animation work. They go hard on that scene. And you know what? I am glad that they give it to a character that's kind of like free-spirited and enjoys being inside the Ava because it makes the whole thing more fun. And it's weird to mention the word fun in an Evangelion podcast, but here we are. <laughs> and, and yeah, like I know we were to kind of riff on an older episode, which you can watch on wherever you can find this this podcast. I know like with those, like with that, gra- like the... Um, light novel or whatever like that we were originally reading where they had like a lot they try to insert a lot of action scenes uh, they're trying to make it fun i do think that marie achieved a lot of what that light novel didn't quite do and like yeah it's when she's on screen you know it's going to be a good time and, and say what you want about some of the 
scenes like choreography some of them did i think did need some work but yeah that again that's me a fan nitpicking it was still good yeah it really was i i find it very interesting that uh you guys mentioned that she was a desire from a producer and that makes yeah. all of the sense in the world and you know because if we have more pilots, we can make stuff marketable. We can sell drinks. And if you want a, a pink drink, you can get it. And it's Mari themed and, you know, all of that stupid corporate bullshit. <laughs> Here, this like, podcast, but, we're very anti-capitalist. Yeah, but like, uh, though I, I do give credit. That is the where the authors are dealing with a problem put before them and they mm-hmm. try to do it their best they can. Again. Yeah. I think they handled it relatively well, like, so to speak, like I could sit here and nitpick and complain about the fact that we don't get a lot of Mari backstory, but let's face the facts. What we got was pretty good overall. She's not a great character. Like I wouldn't put her up where they're with like, you know, the big ones, but I don't think you're meant to, you know, I don't think you're meant to. Mari is a product of a producer's wants and the writers did what they could with it and the voice actresses, let's not forget about them because their voices inject so much dynamic and vivid and just energetic that that type of energy is honestly kind of hard to encapsulate in anything else. And just by achieving that, I feel like they got a real big score, if that makes any sense. Uh, and yeah, I do I think, agree. like, actually, sorry, go ahead, Selena. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. I think her voice acting is, it brings a lot of energy to it. You know, it's very, like, kind of eccentric and kind of, you know, brings her character to life. But mm-hmm. I just have to say, I do agree with you guys who are saying in the sense that she is a lot of fun. I think her relationship with Asuka is something I really like, where she, yeah. Asuka kind of has, um, you know, not only because of, like, the, the potential, like, kind of, like, shipping undertones, which is always fun, right? But just like she has like a battle companion that isn't like isn't steeped in like that isn't like steeped in a weird dynamic like Shinji right and Asuka's weird and then Rei and Asuka kind of are they kind of have that uh, friction there. So I think it's fun like especially in the third rebuild when they're you know they're going at it together. Yeah. Or even in um, the fourth one when they're, you know, Asuka gets in trouble and Mari gets like really angry like those oh, are all yeah. Just, yeah. I t- when like, I those are all I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, when I when I live tweeted the movie, uh, I remember tweeting something along the lines of, "Oh man, the Asumaris won because they got one of the yeah. best tropes out there, the one where like you call the person by a nickname, but when shit gets serious, you scream out their real name. Ah, oh, that shit hits every time. It made me an Asumari shipper for like a second. I was like, wait a sec, I feel yeah. something." <laughs> Like, which is like, and the points you just made, like springboard into something I just realized about the benefit of the character. Because I know we were saying like, hey, you want to kind of have that action, like a fun time with the action. When you think about it, you had to invent a new character to do that because no other character could do it. You couldn't have Asuka do that role. Mm-hmm. I agree. God help you if you tried to do Shinji. Shinji, Ray <laughs> would be funny. But I don't think it would work. No. <laughs> she would be very deadpan the entire time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could make her where she's goofing off and stuff, but then you're like, yeah, you've still made a new character. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe Masato, but then you have to make her a pilot, which would have been cool, <laughs> but you would have had to do some real back-ass lo- logic there. Yeah. Like, that would have been funny. <laughs> it would like, If they just were like, I, that would have been really funny. Masato the whole time. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
No, I was just saying, no, better yet. It turns out the whole time they didn't actually have to use children. And all the kids are just like, yeah. well, what the fuck? It's just the movies end right there and then. Yeah, they all just walk off. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. I'm going home. Ray, Ray, Ray goes the credits in. The, roll. Yeah, Ray goes into farming. And like, and Shinji just ends up becoming the writer for the novel and the series based off of the, all this bullshit. And he, A- after all go. he's been through, that's what he deserves. He deserves to get rich off his trauma. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My main point is, though, that, yeah, you kind of had to have Marie if you wanted to have those fun cinematic action shots which you kind of which the movie format you couldn't do like the episode you definitely had to switch it up granted i do wish anna actually stuck to his guns and made what he actually wanted to make because there was you can kind of feel a lot of compromise and i do think that marie did suffer for it like she was the other fun character yeah she could have gotten some cool dynamic stuff to her character but Yeah, they could have also just gotten done that classic trope of like um, the very fun, energetic character using all of that as a coping mechanism. And that would have been a neat like thing to explore because we don't really get to explore anything like that in the source material. Like, yeah, Misato has hints of it, but Misato has a whole other bunch of stuff going on, too. So it would have been nice to see like Anno's take on that you know i feel like he would have done a good job did want to make um, something with the adults too sorry go ahead Selena. yeah no oh, sorry yeah. yeah yeah well okay speaking of ano because this is where i think mari also gets interesting so from what i can gather just based on the few you know interviews and stuff that i've researched ano kind of put mari's character off on his co-director surumaki who is the director of fully coolie what we were just yep. talking about and I think that's interesting because Alex, you probably will know what I'm talking about, but Mari reminds me of Haruko from Fooly Cooly. Yep. Um, and not, I mean, she, Mari isn't as fun or as good as Haruko because she's much better integrated into the story. But Haruko, um, you know, bringing back to this when I said the word alien, is literally an alien in the in Fooly Cooly, and that's you know, she like thematically, she just like bursts into the main character's life and like a bunch of crazy shit happens i think it's interesting in the sense that mari is almost kind of like this like next generation haruko you know where you have you know you kind of just once again i mean mari literally just kind of you know falls out of the sky and lands on shinji and then she literally you know whisks him you know at the end whisk kind of takes him away into the real world very very light (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is very, you know, and the same thing kind of happens in Fully Cooley where Haruko kind of, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I looked it up and it looks dope. I might watch that. Oh, it's only yeah, six yeah. episodes, but. Uh, but so is no. Ava. <laughs> I, I, I do like, better. I do better with short anime anyway, so. <laughs> it was like, yeah, pardon, I was going to say that uh, when you watch that first episode where, yeah, Haruko gets introduced, you will see Marie. You will almost be able to play to point uh, point those dots together nice like it i think um my i wanted to just say one more thing which is uh you know when i recently i also watched gunbuster and diebuster which oh, you know, oh yeah i saw that you were watching it gunbuster if you guys if people listening or if you guys don't know is gunbuster's anno's directorial debut um very good i, lo- I loved it a lot 
And then Die Buster was to celebrate, I think, Gainax's 20th anniversary, and it's directed by Sudamaki as well. But you can kind of see when you watch those two back-to-back, they almost mimic Ava and the rebuilds in the sense that like one is like very like like really really good and the other one is like good but like very messy and I think it's interesting that Mari kind of personifies almost the sequel philosophy that Gainax you know and the people working there Anno Sudamaki have in the sense that they aren't really concerned with like cohesiveness or like like a really strong like follow-up almost it's almost like they want to just they want to have it like thematically make sense but like they just want to like break what came came before right like they don't want to do like the whole like let's make a proper sequel they just want to make you know what I mean they kind of want to like overcome what came before yeah Um, so I think Mari is interesting in that sense she you know she kind of embodies that um, idea I think she is which is kind of what I was getting, which was, you know, I kind of said that before, but I wanted to bring up the... It's all right, it's all right. Buster, die Buster example. No, and I, and I do think it translates into, into her just being kind of like this larger-than-life character, you know? Because at the end of the day, she is one of the most dynamic pieces in the board that is the rebuilds. Maybe, maybe she doesn't do a lot for the plot per se, but in terms of like active character and their presence on screen she is very much well well known and well presented in it and I was actually thinking earlier about what we said about how she's a nice compliment to Asuka and what I enjoy about her dynamic with Asuka specifically is that Mari just doesn't take any of the shit that Asuka gives her like Asuka's mm-hmm. just like raging and ramping and thumping through the entire base. And and Ma- Mari's just like, yeah, yeah, you're big and scary. Do you want to grab like smoothies or something? Like she's not intimidated by Asuka. And that's why that that combination of those two characters works so well. Because Asuka could just basically keep throwing shit at her and she's going to deflect each and every time. Based off of uh, what you believe her history to be, there's there's a, a, some slight explanations. Ooh, what's that history? I, I know what you're gonna get into, but please, yeah, the mo- feel like, free to go into detail. <laughs> I'll just say there is like, of course, the implied stuff that the movie showed where Marie did know uh, Yui and the gang, mm-hmm. and they're all goody bestie friends. It was like, well, though I think a lot of it is just. Like when it comes to uh, one, I think Gendo, like specifically, just not taking Gendo's shit either mm-hmm. when he was angsty teenage boy, and then when he was angsty adult. <laughs> like he, she is like because like yeah, they call her like Maria Scariot. You know, let's just to be as heavy-handed as a freaking truck with so the symbolism dramatic. here. I know. <laughs> yeah. It was like, but yeah, and she's betraying it. But at the same time, you when you just kind of just going through some of her, uh, just some of her dialogue, yeah, she's doing what like she's doing what she was like wants and uh, not taking their shit either, which good for her, and kind of encouraging Shinji to do the same mm-hmm. because uh, again, like if you go by the manga, she was like, I know, like everyone says that, like, oh look, she had quote-unquote feelings for Yui but they did quite literally give an explanation at the end like no like she just equated like she wants Yui like like, views Yui as like a mother figure kind of 
or a motherfish I, figure. It's weird. The manga's weird. I have to say real quick that I'm pretty sure Satomoto said that Mari's appearance in the manga was is supposed to be like non-canon. Like he just said it was for fun. So like we can uh you know use it if we'd like, obviously. Since there was kind of, you know, um the last movie kind of ideas taken from that, but Oh, I, know. I just wanted to get that out there just in case no one knew. I mean, just yeah. I only recently learned that too. I kind of, I was like, oh yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause yeah, it, I was like, cause yeah, I, I am operating on the assumption like, yes, it is the, I should specify. I'm saying this, if you want to view it as canon or not, like, right. They yeah. still, they still published this ink to paper and all that. Someone yeah. got paid. You know? It, always, it, was it like, always blows my mind when authors do that, where it's like, oh no, that's in as a joke. And I'm like, have you interacted with fandom before? Nothing is a joke. Everything is like on the table to grab and be interpreted as they please. And, and nothing was a mistake. There are no mistakes. There are only <laughs> possible lore. But yeah, no, I was like, it, like at the same time like you can kind of use it because yeah the movie the movie does do a lot of what was in the manga like does hint at a lot of what was in the manga marie being a lot nicer and gendo does like i know gendo is more woobified which the kind of that's a whole other discussion that, that's that's a whole other <laughs> yeah but yeah it's I think it, it there was still supposed to be that bond Marie had with Yui, regard and Gendo and all them, and regardless of what was going on, I I think that yeah, that's why Marie's used to Oscar shit because she she dealt with the OGs and their <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna throw at her, man? She's dealing with I'm going to just like allow my brain to fall out because I've ascended human form, Gendo Akari. And Yui, I'm going to become the ultimate gaslight girl boss. What's Asuka <laughs> gonna throw at her? Really? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Marie's aware of everything that went on. And you know what? Good for her for dealing with all that in a positive attitude. Yeah. She's like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. Again, I know everyone kind of like, also, I know there is the whole thing with uh, her and. Shinji maybe getting together. I, I personally think it was heavily implied and I think the, they kind of just uh, didn't just didn't commit to it because commitment seems to be a problem for both the creators and the characters in this series. I, you know, uh, I, I also think it was heavily implied, but I do I do find it kind of funny that they implied it in a way where you could literally just take it or leave it. You could just be like, no, they're friends and they're holding hands and and you know, that's it. It works. He was like, yeah, I do think it's a little creepy because God knows how old she is, but <laughs> eh. I was like, who uh, knows what happened? It could heck, for all we know, she could have been stuck in, they could have pulled a Futurama and she got stuck in a, like in Frozen for a little bit. She's technically still as old as she looks. Maybe. You know, you I've, don't really know. And yeah, that's that, kind of. That's the thing with Mari. You don't really know anything concrete. You could literally just be like, uh, yes, her, her suit is pink, but her favorite color is actually green. And I could be like, yeah. Okay. Her yeah. first suit sense. was green. Yeah, her first suit was green. <laughs> I didn't even the think pink... about it. I was just picking colors. <laughs> see? See? Behold. That's how Marie is like, Mari, you were actually thinking of deep Ava lore right there. I, it was it was inside of me all along. Uh huh. 
and that should be the real lesson for Marie. Maybe the Ava was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh, just like you guys. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. free and shit. <laughs> you know, uh, circling back to the uh, to the weird thing with Marie's age and stuff. I usually like I try not to get too much in the discourse uh when it comes to like ages and stuff because there's you know there's this weird thing going on in internet culture with the whole puritanical viewing shit like i'm not gonna go too into detail and i know that there is creepy stuff out there i'm not saying that that shit doesn't exist but to me personally thinking about it in regards to mari has always just kind of been redundant i don't, I don't think it matters that much because at the end of the day she could be like a thousand, a hundred billion years old, but she she acts like an eighteen year old. She acts, she talks, she like is very energetic and sprite and and young, and she's very young. She 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 radiates this teenage essence that's very lacking in the other three pilots, and that's what makes her stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I have to. I feel like I agree. Like I see people talk about like the curse of Ava as like some weird thing. But to me, I've always, like, especially with Mari, like, in my head, I was just, like, her brain stayed the same age, too. Like, yeah, that's that, it. that's what I thought, like, too. Like, that easy fix right there. Do you know what I mean? And, like, and to me, like, it's also, like, it's, like, in a totally different realm of, like, like, it's not, it's not possible for us not to age, right? So it's, like, how would, how would you even, like, like, ethically, like, discuss something that doesn't exist? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, like, how does the brain age when your body like this isn't like it's not even a real thing (laughs) so it's like so it's just like to me like i just her brain didn't age like it's fine like i don't think i would like to think that the creators were like you know weren't that weird do you know what i mean yeah i know i completely know i completely know what you mean because you know all of this discussion about her like I one time, one time, I don't remember who, and thank God because I wouldn't want to mention them by name, but I remember seeing someone tweet out something along the lines of, Oh, you guys are shipping Shinji and Mari, but don't forget that that woman is a pedophile because she's X years old and he's whatever. And I was like, Man, you guys are stretching. Yeah, that's not even like helpful dis- discourse. Like that, that isn't exactly like, helpful, that's like, that is anything. not. Exactly. Like and that's, like she like ages at the end with him and every it's just like I don't know. I don't think that's I, helpful. I just find it weird when people hyperfixate on those types of things in genres like science fiction or, and fantasy, where you know this shit just doesn't exist. Like every yeah. time someone brings up the the discourse of like oh having a thousand year old vampire date an eighteen year old girl is immoral because age and I'm like shut the fuck up vampires aren't real. <laughs> You are oh, yeah. adding nothing to the conversation. Like, for me, like, I was like, I do admit, like, for me, it's like, I'm like that, like the, like when it comes to like the 18 year old dating the thousand year old vampire, that does personally creep me out. But yeah, it's, it was like, it's fandom being weird. Cause Curse of the Ava was, I was like, yeah, I know, like, just so that we don't go on talking about the movies. I, I really did not like that decision. I, I also like don't I'm not fully on board with the decision. I just think it's kind of silly when people like take it to its mo- like how do I explain this? There's people out there who can see the thing, be like that's stupid, and move on, right? There's people who can consume media like this. I am one that when I see something that I don't like but doesn't necessarily make me hate it, I'm like, that's dumb, whatever, and I'll keep enjoying the thing. But there's people 
who hyper fixate on said thing and then when they make arguments about it they always seem to stretch for it in order to accommodate to their own beliefs if that makes any sense i don't know if i'm explaining myself well <laughs> with with this half-assed metaphor but i always just find it kind of odd i feel like sci-fi and fantasy as genres lend themselves to you giving a little bit of grace and being like you know, this is fiction at the end of the day, and fiction isn't praxis. Yeah, sure, the age difference is weird, but the dynamics being displayed on screen on the thing don't really remind me of, like, the age thing. It, it's like it's not exploring the th- topic. It's just like it's there as set dressing. Moving on. Like, yeah, I know. Like, but it, like, I know it is also personal yeah. feelings like on the thing like personally like yeah i can admit i was on that bandwagon and when i was like and when i did hear about that i did kind of fear the worst i'm like oh please god just because it's it's the anime industry yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah like let's be real the thousand year old vampire in the eight is like in the uh young impressionable youth dating is a trope for a reason yeah in my defense you- when i was talking about the thousand year old vampire thing i was mostly thinking of like western media like twilight and vampire diaries and all that stuff yeah and like and like yeah and i know and like it's where it's like yeah, you're just saying or the thousand year old thing isn't so much like oh it was like it's a thousand years old and obviously they have way more power in that relationship it's it was like oh he's a thousand year old so he just has all this cool shit from like a thousand years ago <laughs> It was like yeah it was like oh yeah that historical event yeah i was there i was watching it i was in the sidelines yeah, I got this from Waterloo. Cool, right? <laughs> it is meant to explain cool shit, and you're not supposed to think about it. It's still, though, it is kind of like, it, like, yeah, it is kind of the media you consume, how is like, and how you do it. Like, it does, like, for me, again, it does make me uncomfortable. Like, just like, that's no, like, and that's that, totally valid, honestly. Yeah. It is. Like, yeah, that's why, yeah, again. Yo, that. Like, so to circle it back to Mari and the way they use her age in the story. I feel like that's one of the things that Anno and the team could have done a lot with, honestly, because now that I'm thinking about it and kind of like poking around in the what ifs. Yeah, that's kind of like one of the sad things about Mari's character is not her herself. It's like the lost potential. Yeah, I do think that like if the adults were more the focus, Marie could have like really, or Mari, however you want to say her name, could have really been a more interesting character because then it's, it's a pilot that can talk with the adults because technically she would have been an adult. Mm-hmm. And then you have some very interesting views where, or like even the Curse of Ava, as much as I don't really like it, could have been like really explored. Like, what do you do? Like if Shinji's whole thing, like, hey, go get in the robot. And then he's told, oh, by the way, you're going to watch everyone you know and love die because you're now effectively immortal. Like... That you now have a very different dynamic with how pilots like the cost of being a pilot that you're mm-hmm. putting on these kids. A whole and, new set of implications that just wasn't there before. And they do kind of touch on it with between Marie and Oscar, where like they kind of talk about the kind of hint at like the curse of the Ava. That's where that line got dropped. And yeah, it could have been something very interesting that you could have explored. Like, how do the pilots just cope with that fact that they're never going to age again they tried to do a little bit with oscar with oscar being like oh god i can't have 
sex because I'm I'm perpetually a 14 year old, which really which really did creep me out as well. But you like, know, but it was touching on, but it was touching on it for the record. Yeah, it was going into yeah. She is perpetually 14, but is mentally older. And that's gotta suck. Let's be honest. I think yeah. that would be my personal nightmare. It's really interesting that they gave Asuka that that little character moment character trait because like, yeah, on the surface level, it's kind of icky to think about it, but it reminds me a lot of, uh, have you guys seen Interview with a Vampire? The the movie, not the recent TV show, which I still haven't watched. Don't tell me about it. No. The Tom Cruise film? Say again, sorry. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. I have not, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. Okay, I've seen the Tom Cruise one. Okay, so that film, first of all, banger. Love that movie. Second, that film actually touches on something similar to what Asuka is saying about how do you deal with your body when you are mentally an older age than you are physically. And it does it with the character of Claudia. Uh, She is like, uh, I think in the movie, she's like eight or nine. And she gets turned into a vampire at that age. But, you know, she physically stays that age, but she mentally grows up. And there's a point in the film where she sees a sex worker naked on like a like an alleyway or something. And her thought is, I am never going to look like that. And it just sends down a whole ass spiral that the first time I watched it, I felt kind of like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. But it wasn't very interesting topic to explore. Like, what do you do in that type of that moment? You know, and if, if you guys haven't seen it, I really do suggest it it's one of the best vampire films out there honestly definitely fair enough but it it reminds me a lot of that conflict about what do you do with this body that doesn't age the same way your mind does and you really do feel for asuka especially in that last movie where honestly she's just kind of going through a depressive episode through the entire thing and girl same (laughs) Yeah, I have to say, I have to say, I think I, what you guys are talking about is kind of like, like, I agree, but at the same time, like, it would have been interesting to explore that more with Mari, but at the same time, I never really felt like I needed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's still yeah. like, like, uh, like, you know, everything about I explained before and like, just her, you know, we talked about before, like positively, mm-hmm. like that was just like. Like, just like I said before, like, the way I think about the rebuilds, like, it's good enough for me. But yep. I think you are right that I think there are... Again, it's it's just us being... Are... Yeah, it's just us being, like, professional nitpickers and <laughs> just kind of digging around where you're not supposed to dig. It, it's one of those things where you see the potential that a character or a trope or a dynamic can bring. So your brain kind of starts acting faster than the content itself. So it's a lot of just like what could have been. But honestly, what we got was pretty good, especially considering that she wasn't, first of all, she wasn't part of the main cast. And secondly, it kind of reads like she was a last minute addition. They did pretty good with what they had. And I feel like that's a commendable feat in and of itself. Because usually when shows get get these characters that are just kind of shoved in for either money purposes or whatever have you, they usually end up, kind of bringing the whole thing down and you know i'm not the biggest fan of the rebuilds but mari is one of the better things in the rebuilds for me because her character is just 
so alive compared to everyone else. And I feel like in a world like Ava's, you need that that dynamic. You need that brightness. Again, like in the show, that like that was, I know that is why I liked Masato a lot. Because like whenever she was on screen, it was usually like when I was younger, she was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a sense. She was the only one with a sense of humor. Yeah. It felt like, and like, and granted, didn't quite grasp the whole thing back then. And now, like, I can appreciate the deeper sides. But yeah, it's still a funny character. Is a funny character. And mm-hmm. again, like, it, I have my opinions on the rebuild. But Marie was, yeah, did she? She's the, like, one of the she, better parts. It was like, yeah. Every time I, every time you pretty much saw her, it was gonna be a romp of of a time. Mm-hmm. You're never bored when she's on screen. And that's a lot more difficult than people think it is. Because it's so easy to make a boring character. And people don't realize it. And when whenever Mari is on screen, whenever she is talking, whenever she's talking to someone else, whenever she's pushing pu- buttons, she is a delight through and through. And that's why I don't trust people who overly hate her. Yeah, that did get weird like because like, uh, some of the stuff i did like i agreed with some of the like with a, a number of the criticisms that, like i said she did there are scenes that were clearly that were kind of that like really could have fit oscar and i and were given to her mm-hmm. for the sake of development like that fight you know the like she literally took oscar's uh well she, it probably should have been oscar's fight again like yeah, against yeah. uh Zerul, I think it is. I'm forgetting all the angels at the moment. Long oh, day I don't know them by name, and I never will. Like, but basically, the one that ate Ray, you know, the one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. Probably, like, I kind of feel like, yeah, that may might have been better for Asuka, it could have really helped with Asuka's character arc. And uh, like, and so, like, yeah, this one criticism might be that I do kind of agree with is that Marie got a lot of her development kind of at the expense like potential expense at of the uh, some of the other characters but on the flip side it's you know like you were we're assuming that they would have done it how how they could have potentially been it's like like that could have been like what all the directors thought was the best and they're like they didn't even notice what could have been done it is what it is at the end of the day so I was like, as much as I can nitpick with Marie, yeah, she is. She definitely was an attempt at doing something different in Ava, which I do think should be attempted because yes. Ava, Ava's been around for a while. And as much as I do love it, I think doing new things with the franchise is a good thing. Yeah. I respect more the fact that they decided to make a new character instead of changing completely one of the ones that we already have. I feel like not only yeah. do you actually go through the work of creating a character, but, you know, you piss off less people, too. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of pissing off people. <laughs> what? Okay, we kind of talked about it already, about the, the ship. But what do you think about the notion that she might represent Anna's wife? I, uh-huh. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's fucking funny. Because, like, let's be honest, all creators insert a little bit of their lives into their creations. That is just, it can be something as little as, oh, that character has a, sh- a shirt my mom wore once. Or, or it can be something as big as, yes, this character is based on my wife. It's- Do I believe that theory? I don't believe it because I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure his wife and himself have said, like, hey, 
Like you can spec like I have a quote here. Wait, no, hold on, I thought there was a quote. But no, okay, I can't find it. But I think uh I think it's interesting, but at the same time, I don't buy it either. Even if it is, I mean it is kind of cute. Like Anno's like a man white, you know what I mean? He's like really like low. Male his wife, wife sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, or no, wife guy. That was the word I was thinking. Wife guy, a, yeah. Yeah, he was a wife guy. But and at the same time, I'm like, that might be like like too much because like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally believe. Uh, you know what? I think I think th- this is my final say on this specifically. I think every time someone brings it up, it's really funny because it's just a funny concept to be like, yeah, that's my big titty wife. Like, that's just funny. <laughs> that's just funny. But, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I think there is a, la- a layer of truth to it, but it's not as deep as people think it is. Writers, artists, they always insert things of people they know into their craft. That's just something that we do subconsciously. Maybe Mari has the same uh, hairstyle that his wife has, for example. That's not a big deal, you know? That's not that that's not a reason for everyone to cry. <gasps> Mary Sue and just go ham on the comments. I, I feel like whenever people do that, they're just being kind of silly. I wish they could all just take it as the joke it is and just be right. like, yeah, that's Anno's big titty wife. <laughs> Not gonna lie. The reason I kind of thought well, like, I know like since he like Anno himself wasn't entirely responsible for, didn't really make the concept art and stuff for it. That was someone else. I do kind of like the idea that he that's one of the like whoever was making the concept art for was just like you know what man i got you let me put your wife in this role right here <laughs> that's how you convince him <laughs> like also but also for it should be for the record one is like i he should have just gone with it because i think that would have also been hilarious yes and two if it was is like if he really wanted to be the true male wife he would have let his wife who has written manga and who has made her one of his her mangas is described by Anno as being what he wanted to do with Ava, but she Damn. succeeded. It was like he should have just let her write the character right that, up. That is pre that is prime wife guy behavior. Love that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, should he should have gone gone hundred percent into that. Like, I actually thought that was actually pretty funny. If that like when I yeah, I was told I thought that was true. I didn't like it when this all the stuff was first coming out. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, I had mad respect for him for that. Like, yeah. yeah, man, you know what? My partner also was into like if I could, if I had a show, I'd totally put make my partner one of the lead roles, and I just be, <laughs> whole time just be simping over them because you yeah. know what? That's how you do it. Yeah, we we need more of that energy in anime. No more people who hate their spouses. More people who love their spouses. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, exactly. It's like have some have some freaking fun with it. Yeah. I, I like I like the theory. It's always fun when it comes across the the TL. I'm like, ah, yeah, big titty wife. Yeah, I'm choosing. Yeah, honest to God. I wish he I wish he did it. Like did that. Because <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Or again, should have just let his wife write the character because yeah, she has written female characters who are absolutely amazing. Her work is great. Yeah, I I remember there was a part of um of Evangelion Twitter that started calling uh Hideakiano, but they started calling him Mister and his wife's name. Yeah. That's just that's just funny. That's just funny. That is funny. But yeah, okay. that that that's how I feel about it. I feel again, it's one of those things that when people take too seriously, I'm like, come on, you're you're ruining the fun. 
it's a joke yeah okay i have a i have a very serious question though okay that, I, I, let me put my serious honestly, face on. yes yes that honestly i think maybe now that i think about it may, might ruin her character for me right oh, no. like very detrimental right she she's british so why yeah like why like <laughs> why it is just, she british? Uh, yeah like why you could have picked Every, picked, like, any uh, other France. nationality no, no, in no. the world don't pick france either pick, don't pick france pick, don't pick something else <laughs> no but i think it, it is i think it is kind of interesting that she is from like england because like i'm pretty sure england isn't brought up in the old tv show either because it's no? like there's one there's a nerve base in america yeah and i think there's one in europe but like it's just like she's like I, she's like from a british prep school and it's just like, like it's why? the uniform they did yeah. it for the uniform yeah, yeah <laughs> no 100 like, but it's not like but it's not like uh like you like 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 cute uniforms are like not a thing in anime like i don't know that's true I, that's true i think it was just because it was the like i think like going by some of the little things of development interview things i think it was just to be a parallel to oscar who is half is american and it's like well we let's not make another american What's close enough? Oh, right, the British. You mean German? It was like, no, no, no. She was uh, like, no, she is also American. That's a fun fact. People forget. Her mother. I feel like I agree. I feel like I agree. Her mother. I see it. (laughs) It's like her mother was half Japanese and half German. Her father was an American man. Oh, I was under the impression that the dad was German, but yeah, I see how that makes sense. But yeah, like at least like hopefully I'm remembering that correctly. If if I'm wrong, you know how like, it's it was like you know how to He's do wrong. this. Like attack him on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we're not we're not afraid of owning up to our mistakes here. It's like yeah, look, I totally admit I like I was like I'm remembering this off the top of my head, so I could be wrong. But yeah, but- it was. But I do know they were saying like, hey, you wanted Oscar is mixed, and so Marie was made to be similar and like kind of be like similar enough but like offset from moscow and first mega so they made her mixed race too and but like maslow why british yeah that's uh, why why british because it's not american and you know what you know Brit, what like <laughs> yeah like britain it's like britain is it like has some prestige and there are as like and they're already uh and they were part of and they had cool ship uh, they had a bunch of ship names and everyone in that show has the last their last names are based off of that's true the illustrious was a ship i something just popped my head wasn't um the ufo tv show wasn't that a british tv show that ava's like really like if you eat ava lore um like the whole like the outfits and like the whole like uh yeah, it's British. Okay, that makes a lot of sense now. There yep. we go. We cracked it. If you, at, if you look at, like, if you go, if you type in, people listening, if you type in, like, UFO, like, TV show, and, like, if you, like, you can see that their outfits and, like, their, like, the whole command structure is just, like, it's based off of it. It's very funny. All right, there we go. We we solved the problem. <laughs> and that's why Mari's British. <laughs> I'm choosing it was like we could have had we could have had um could have had it all and had some something different, but no. Don't get me wrong, I do think that she you know she should have been like you like may like should have like either should have been gay, go for the whole thing, yep. or do something it's like or do something else with it, but eh, here we are. She, she's ambiguous enough that you could literally just headcanon her as anything, and most of the people are gonna be like, Yeah, 
that makes sense. <laughs> like, I fully believe uh, lesbian Mari all the way. I am a genuine believer of that one. I think it makes a lot of sense for two reasons. The first one is, like, their, their suits are the lesbian the rainbows. kind of flag. Yes. Well, not only that, yeah, the white ones are rainbows, but red, orange, and pink is the lesbian flag, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, like, their colors. Yeah, lesbians have, yeah. like, one of the prettiest flags. I'm jealous. Yeah, well, it's, like, different shades of red and then white and then pink. Oh, no, that's one with orange. What? yeah. See, like, that to me is, like, I'm going to believe, I'm going to be very, very, very generous, more than I should be, probably. I'm choosing to believe that's a sign. Yes, I agree. I, it's like that or unfortunately to be the negative the ring the negative probably gay baiting on the marketing department's part ah, unfortunately because that's just the world we live in but hey once again asumari's won because in that fourth movie when she starts screaming asuka's name even i felt something i was like oh no that's her girlfriend yeah it's uh i, I it would have been nice i agree if they wouldn't have went all the way, but mm-hmm. I'm taking what I can get. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're grasping at straws here. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I have, a, I have a question. And this is just a question because I genuinely cannot remember whether they explain this or not. Do they ever explain to us why she like likes the smell of the tang? Oh, okay. yeah. I think um, she just likes uh unless Alex has knowledge. I think uh I think she's just to make her like weird and different. I'm gonna to guess. make her quirky, yeah. 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 That's that's as far as I understood it too. Like yeah, it was like, just, like those girls who like sniffing gasoline. Like, yeah, like there's something about it, like yeah, there's something mentioned that yeah, that <laughs> like they purposely put, put that line in to differentiate her from everyone because like oh look she actually likes the smell of the you know the stuff that they use to pilot she yeah. likes piloting it's like come it like look how different she is she's not let's like make, other girls yeah basically let's just put that up in neon like a neon pink while we're at it it'll yeah. match her suit i'm so, i'm sorry this is but the like, sniffing gasoline thing <laughs> i just had this picture in my head of like just this random girl like at the gas station just like shoving the thing up her nostril and I was dying laughing, and I was... No, it's great. I am pretty sure they exist out there. Anything out there exists. I am sure of it. Listen, it, it, it becomes even funnier when you picture Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Just sniffing a full-ass tank of tang See, now that's why she's part of the squad. She has her... Everyone has their weirdness, and then everyone just looks over, and yeah, there's Marie. Yeah, she's part of the team, too, as she's near a gas a gas hose sniffing. Yes, she is drinking it. No, we don't question it anymore. <laughs> yes, she's fine. Moving on. <laughs> All right, Karu eats drywall, and Shinji still loves him. <laughs> Funny. I'm sorry. Drywall. Like, couldn't resist. I saw that as a meme somewhere, and I <laughs> yeah, cannot remember too. why. I love I love those memes. Whatever they portray Kaoru as, as like just seemingly unhinged, I'm like, yes. Yeah, exactly. That that's there. See, there you go. Marie and Kaoru are, are unhinged buddies. They yeah. just do the weirdest shit. That's that's lesbian gay solidarity, baby. Yeah, right there, right there. All right, you guys. Do you think we have anything else to say about this pink British wonder, or are we good? 
I think we've technically solved the whole problem oh, already. We did. We did. On yeah, you're like we're right in it. Why is she British? Oh yeah, because UFO and because the British had ships with names. That's it. It really is that simple. Hey. Now, so all of you now have to pay contributions for us figuring this out and you can do that by supporting our patreon we have a patreon for this podcast and every single little cent that goes into it goes directly to my editor who is finally gonna get paid after two months of not doing this so that is patreon.com slash ava x lilith if you can as little as one dollar is all we need so Maslow, Selena, this is your time to shine. Go ahead and plug whatever it is that you want to plug now. The only thing I really have to plug is my Twitter. You can follow me on moon moon underscore dweller five uh, if you want to hear me talk about anime and other things. Um, besides that, thank you once again for having me on the pod. I had lots of fun. Find me on Twitter as well on Maslow in is like Maslow underscore in underscore need is like where I. Uh, hang out on there. It's just me. There's no, there's no theme to it. I'm not gonna. It's like I'm not a, a TikTok psychiatrist. I'm just, I'm just there. <laughs> Don't do TikTok psychiatry. That's the the PSA of the day. That's good. <laughs> we all leave this a little bit smarter than we came in. Thank you so much. If you have stayed here so far, uh, we hopefully will be back with our regularly scheduled program once a month, if nothing else happens so keep the podcast in your thoughts thank you so much for listening thank you maslow and selena for joining me in this episode you are both lovely and i love having you guys over which is why you are here a lot of the time (laughs) and i will see you all in the next episode so good night wherever you are